Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. I am broadcasting today on Thursday, August 26th. Wow, the month of August is going by quick. Got my cup of coffee, my Javalia coffee, and I'm ready to share with you today. This is a podcast where we celebrate all things freedom in Christ and how that how that we have been set free, and now we're going to talk about how we now can live free. So uh, the other day I talked about strongholds of the false beliefs that we have, and I want to draw the connection then of then how the false belief carries on to what the Bible calls the flesh. And so the, the behaviors that we're, that we're trying to, to stop doing and overcome, <laughs> those fleshly behaviors are what come out of the false beliefs, the fleshly behaviors, the fleshly attitudes. And so I want to talk about that as, as those, as the stronghold that they are, because we are living out of these false beliefs, then we're behaving the way we're behaving. So I want to draw the connection of that. So, so when we think about the behavior that we're doing, really, it's the Bible calls it the flesh, okay? So the flesh is basically defined as anything, it's, it's, it's my desire to live uh, apart from Christ, to get my needs met apart from Christ, uh, living independent from, from, from God as my source. Again, we talk about source all the time. It's when I think that I know better and I'm going to go to this behavior or this coping mechanism or this attitude or whatever that may be in order to get my needs met. And so so that's that's the flesh. It's, it's, it's any sinful behavior or attitude that uh, that are the result of our false beliefs. So if I have the false belief of being unworthy, which we talked about yesterday, okay, then one of the behaviors, the fleshly attitude or behavior that can come out of that, which did for me, was um, self-condemning, overly introspective, and then also going to uh, a, a um, substance like pornography in order to gain my worth. Okay. So there's both sides of that. Okay. That's just one example. I'll give you a few others here in a minute, but you know, I think it's easy for us to see more of the, you know, the, the works of the flesh, as far as some of the outward behaviors, uh, Galatians five nineteen through 21 talks all about that. It's talking about the works of the flesh, right? Fornication, impurity, idolatry, sorcery, strife, jealousy, quarrels, dissent dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, all those things. Okay. So we can see those and we look, man, those are pretty destructive behaviors, right? And they are. Okay. But then there's also more what I called uh, the self. Um, and this is where the, the, the flesh can also, it's either the religious flesh or the self flesh. And I think oftentimes we don't see that as much. And I want to make a clarification here. When I'm saying self, I'm talking, I'm not talking about the new self, the new creation, I'm taught because because sometimes we can get confused with the word self and think, oh, well, I'm still there's still a part of me that's dirty. No, we're the new self. The old self is gone. It's been dead and buried with Jesus uh, and raised to a new life or a new creation. So the self is not a dirty word. But when, when I'm using the word self here, it's it's in the idea of the flesh. It's the it's the fleshly self where I'm looking to self sufficiency or my own strength or my own abilities apart from Christ to get my needs met. That's where I'm talking about with more of the self. So it's the self-reliance, the self-sufficiency, the self-righteousness, whatever you want to put in there. So in that way, that's that's an example of the flesh, not the new self. We have to be able to, to 
distinguish that. So some examples of, of like more of what that would be is, again, trying to, trying to basically live independent of God. Okay, well, in every area of our lives, maybe we're doing it in our marriage or as a parent or going to church, giving to the church, serving, um, doing ministry. If we're trying to do it apart from God, again, John 15, Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so when we're doing something uh, in that way out of our own dependence on ourself, then we are doing it independent of God. Okay, so that's more of that's those are harder to recognize, I believe, more of the religious, the religious flesh. And that's what I would also say, too, is the religious flesh is part of this where that's I'm doing a bunch of religious activities in order to get approval from God or gain something from God or or find my needs met through religious activity. Okay, so whether it's the religious flesh, which may be applauded or seen, all of it comes out of a f- all false beliefs. So those are my behaviors, those are my attitudes, but that's where the false beliefs come in of it's got to be, instead of trying to change my behavior, you got to go to the false belief. But the flesh is very strong. That's a stronghold of that, right? It's like I, I can even use ministry as a fleshly behavior and attitude because if I make it all about ministry— and I lose my focus on Jesus, then that's that's nothing more than than the flesh, <laughs> ministry flesh, right? It's it, it can be very difficult to distinguish that, but it's true. It's just it's true. So so here's some, so again some examples of I use some of the ones more of with the destructive behaviors of of being unworthy. So if I have a belief that I'm unworthy. A behavior, a fleshly attitude and behavior that can be overly introspective, self-condemning, kind of the woe is me, or the trying to prove my worth by by a destructive behavior of carousing or pornography or whatever that may be. I'm trying to find my worth in another person. It can even be through marriage or through being a parent or my, my work. I'm trying to gain my worth by by doing by doing something. Well, so here's more of the other side of this. Uh, the false belief. Let's say my false belief is that I'm self-sufficient, that I can get her done kind of thing, that I really have it in me to do it. And so some of those behaviors and attitudes can be, well, I'm very performance-driven. I can be controlling or I can I can really think I kind of have it all together. And that's what's driving me. My, my performance really is what's defining my identity. And so there's there's a self-sufficient, and we would never necessarily call it that, but it's so important to recognize what these false beliefs beliefs are so that we can then see, well, here's why we're doing what we're doing. If I'm basing my life on performance, well, a lot of it is I'm living out of the flesh because, because that, that's, that's the lie, because my performance is what's going to give me my identity. And here's what I, I have to say. Your identity in Christ is not the flesh. The flesh is a is an opponent. It's something outside of you that's coming at you. You are not defined by the flesh, but you are still influenced by the flesh. It's important to understand those distinctions. Your identity is fully secure in Christ. But as we said last time, you can choose to walk two ways. You can walk by the Spirit, or you can walk by the flesh. And what I'm trying to distinguish today is that the walking by the flesh can come out in a couple of different ways. Yes, the destructive behaviors— but yes, also more of the self-sufficient or religious fleshly behaviors and attitudes. And here's the bottom line. If we continue to live out of these false beliefs, 
what I believe about myself or what I believe I need to do or what I believe about God, if we continue, it will keep us in this stronghold to these fleshly attitudes and behaviors. And then we wonder, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I not experiencing the victory and freedom and joy and peace of Christ to me? And more than likely, it's because we're in some ways or another, we're walking by the flesh. We're walking after the flesh. Okay. Another example of more of the, let's say that you consider yourself to be a failure. All right. So more of the, I guess, negative side of it. What what would be some of the behaviors that come out? You become overly introspective. You become envious of others' success. Sometimes you even become a loner because you're just fearing failure. You don't want to enter into a relationship or try something new because, oh boy, I'm just going to fail at that. And so you have this fear of like even making mistakes or trying new things. So that can, that's, that can be some of the attitude or some of the behaviors that come out, but the core lie is, I believe I'm a failure. Okay, let's go to the other side of it. Now, let's talk about control. <laughs> I've talked a lot about that. So control, the attitude or behavior, it, this self-sufficient controlling or this self-control, not, not self-control, but trying to control others, can come out in as being a perfectionist, or I'm trying to manipulate other people. I want to be in control of others or situations or whatever, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to stay in control. Well, those are fleshly attitudes and behaviors, but it comes from the idea that I actually can control things, okay, that I actually can control other people, or I can control such situations, or I can become a perfectionist. That's where it comes out, okay? So again, continuing to live out of these false beliefs will keep us in strong in this stronghold. It will keep us in this bondage, if you will, to the flesh, the attitude, and behavior. And it's the answer to why we're doing what we're doing, okay? Let me give you one more, uh, inadequate. So this is one of the ones that I struggle with, inadequate. If I consider myself, that's my false belief, what are some of the fleshly behaviors? Well, of course, we could see pornography or alcohol or or drugs or something like that. But what about just I feel inadequate, so I'm going to escape through my job. I'm going to pour everything into my work because I feel inadequate, but I may be a little bit adequate in this area, so I'm going to go work as hard as I can and stay long hours because this is where I'm going to get my adequacy. Uh, it could be I become a people pleaser or uh, you know, I, just, I become very critical or judgmental of others because I feel ad- inadequate about myself. So all those are, could be examples of some fleshly attitudes and behaviors. One more on the other side. Maybe let's talk about strength and self. I have I have this idea that I can get her done. I have I have this this kind of strength that I can I strengthen in in myself. Well, uh, some of the behaviors that can come out again would be uh, kind of a domineering type 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 way of interacting with other people. I'm trying to dominate others because I'm strong. I feel strong about myself, so I'm going to try to control or dominate others. And then we also then we say, and this is where some of the self-help stuff comes in, because I'm this way, or I feel like I'm strong in myself, I have no toleration for anybody else to be weak. (laughs) And that's where the self-help comes in and saying, oh, well, you can do this because I've done it and all this. And so here you can, you, you know, I, 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 I ran 26 miles so you can do it. Okay. (laughs) So it's, it's this strength and self. And so that's just another side of the fleshly behavior of fleshly attitudes. And again, the issue comes in where they become bondage. So these last couple of minutes, here's what I want to say. So again, Romans 8, 6 is a key verse. 
So we talked about setting our mind, right, yesterday. So it says this in Romans 8, 6, For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. So I'm setting my mind. One of the choices that we get to do every day as a believer in Christ is to set our mind. Are we going to set our mind on the spirit, which is life and peace? Uh, Or uh, am I going to set my mind on the flesh, which is death. Now, here's what we got to distinguish on death. We're not talking about a physical death or even a spiritual death, because we got to remember if we're in Christ, we're spiritually alive. Okay, it, this is this is talking about the stuff in the soul. When we feel frustrated, when we feel um, shame, when we're feeling the anxiety, the stress, the inadequacy, the unworthiness, all of that, that is the frustration of the soul. We are still spiritually alive. Uh, we we may not be dying physically. We're all going to die physically. But I'm saying when we are making these decisions to set our mind on the flesh and to behave out of the false beliefs, that's why we're miserable. That's why we're frustrated because we're setting our mind on the flesh. And it's it's that kind of death. It's the death of the soul. It's the, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm dissatisfied. I'm insecure. I'm, I'm unworthy. I'm, I'm all of those things. And so do we want to be set free from that? And I think, you know, Paul, again, I've used this verse before, but Paul in Romans 7 talks about this, and he gives us the answer. He says again, well, he, here it is. I'm doing these things I don't want to do. I don't want to do this. And I'm not doing the things I know I should. Why? Why? Well, you know, woe is me kind of things. I'm doing the very things that I hate. And he's talking about the fleshly behavior, right? It was so great. He cries out, but then he says, he doesn't say what's going to set me free. He doesn't give us a 10-step plan. He says, who will set me free from this body of this death? And then he answers it. He says, praise be to God that Jesus Christ has set me free. It's a who. It's not a self-help program. It's not a 10-step plan. It's, it's not all the things. It's, it's who will set me free. The truth will set us free. The truth is Jesus, and we recognize the false belief. We replace it with God's truth. We walk in that truth, and then we set our minds on the spirit, which is life and peace. You know whether you're at peace or not. If you're at peace, you know you're probably setting your mind on the spirit. And if you're not at peace, more than likely you may be setting your mind on things that are the flesh. And again, it's going to lead to the misery of the soul. A couple of final quick thoughts on the flesh. The flesh is not for us to try to clean up or to make it better. It's actually, it's no longer our identity. It's still going to be an influence, okay? Uh, It's not going away. It's going to be with us the rest of our lives. It's still going to be an influence, but we are not identified by it. And and it's not for us to try to clean it up or dress it up or to change it or to improve it. Actually, the more you try to fight the flesh and clean it up or fight against it, the more it's actually going to get worse. That's where more of the misery of the soul is going to come in. Okay, Uh, So it can't be changed. The focus of our lives is not to try to defeat the flesh. Not to try to manage it, not to try... No, the, the focus is is that... I mean, because we aren't going to have enough willpower to do it. That's what goes back to the self-help, self-sufficiency, self-strength. We, in and of ourselves, apart from Christ, cannot defeat the flesh. That's not our... Our consistent victory is to set our minds on the Spirit, to know that we are already been set free and we've already been given the victory. Yes, there will be an influence of the flesh the rest of our lives. That may sound like bad news, but 
but the choice is still ours. We've been set free from it. It can influence us, but we don't have to set our minds on it. We actually have a choice to set our minds on the who, on the who of what of who will set us free, not the what that will set us free, or not the how. If you're asking the how or the what questions, I would encourage you to ask the who question today. Who will set me free? Jesus already has, and now it's a choice to walk in that, to set my mind on that. But here's the, here's the struggle. Because of these fleshly behaviors have become so normal for us in so many ways, they are only going to be able to be defeated through God's strength, through God's power, through His through Him, through Jesus Christ, who's already defeated. That's the only way. We're, us trying harder, us trying to defeat the flesh or manage it or, or try to make it more religious or spiritual isn't going to do it. Okay, Our will is not strong enough to do it. We must walk dependently on God's power. That's always going to be the answer to overcoming the flesh. And as these false beliefs are replaced with God's truth, we actually can believe what Romans 6, 8, 6 says is that I have, I have the spirit of life in me. I can set my mind on that. That's my, that's my hope. That's my victory. Not in getting stronger or trying to have more willpower. It won't, it won't work. So to wrap up, the flesh is an attitude. It's a behavior that is, is not you. It's not your identity. But you can choose to live out of it. And my encouragement for you today is to set your mind on the spirit of life that's in you because when you're walking in that, your soul is going to be at rest. You're going to be at peace. You're going to be at ease because you know that the spirit of God is the power to overcome all of these attitudes and all of these lies and all of these behaviors that you just can't quite seem to ever get victory over. So set your mind today on the spirit because that where the spirit is, there's freedom and you have the spirit in you. I hope this encourages you today. Uh, we got some exciting things coming up. Please reach out to us if you'd like uh, more information about our ministry, if you'd like to pursue one-on-one coaching. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.